0: Have I got a story for you. Misunderstand all these things I've been saying. You think I'm laying? I am slaying. Ain't no callin' me lame. And I'd keep going if I could flow like today's guest from the west coast of Seattle. This musician is trying to spread positivity through his music to make his mama proud. While steady token. Which makes la da da la da da a la da 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 Afro man, along with Jay and Silent Bob, the OGs of smoking weed. Proud. But first, or should I say, treat your butt first, <laughs> today's sponsor, Bidets. Look, we've all been down the contagion-looking aisles of our grocery stores for toilet paper because... Those dumbass, ignorant, fucking hand sanitizer swiping hoarders took all the TP. Bitches took the single ply. Jesus. (sighs) Relax. Why do you even fucking need it? Toilet paper is just an added expense during a time of financial hardship. Looking for something with a low initial installation cost? And that pays for itself within six months of bowel movements? That's fucking right. Today's sponsor, Bidaze. America, we're normally ahead of the curve. Fashion, sports, entertainment, military, technology. But, (laughs) again, but, we've fallen behind. (laughs) Behind, like, behind because it's bidets (laughs) on something so simple as wiping our ass why bidets want to ask should something so basic be a reincurring cost fuck that you're an american because you fought against unjust costs and toilet paper has your bitch ass duped you don't fucking need it revolt against that shit as if it were british quit buying it and invest in a simple More hygienic means of getting your stank ass clean. Bidets. Are you really looking forward to wiping? Shit. We are also brought to you by the Getting to Know You pod. Friend and follow on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Honestly, we want this pod to produce some cash flow, and the only way we know to is if we get some a real sponsor. To do that, we need real numbers. We're almost at 70 followers on IG within just our first month. Facebook is almost to 50 friends, and Twitter hasn't been as kind. I guess we just ain't the fucking witty-twitty type. But please, tell your friends. Give us a follow. You can listen to the pod on Spotify, Apple, iHeart, Google Play. Subscribe, listen, review. Again, we are all about getting to know you, but businesses are all about numbers. Your support gives us this pod the getting to know you pod those numbers please subscribe rate the pod stream it while you're going for a walk long drive handling shit around the house or cooking dinner getting to know you makes great background conversational noise turn fucking cnn fox news off just get lost in a conversation honestly you're not gonna feel isolated when you listen you're gonna connect with all sorts of people who you wouldn't ordinarily connect with. So support this pod by passing it along. And now, getting to know you. Hello. Getting to know you. Getting to know all about
1: you. I'm going to do a terrific show today. Getting
0: to like you. Getting to hope you like me.
1: Because I'm good enough.
0: Getting to know you, putting it my way, but nicely. I'm smart enough. You are precisely and dog on On today's show, we are getting to know Leshoc, who is not from France but from Seattle. How's it going?
1: <laughs> How's it going, man? I'm doing uh, I'm doing good. I'm uh, kicking it right now, and it's uh, it's a good Sunday.
0: It, it there are no better days than Sunday. Um, that's so, true. And, um, just thanks man for, uh, answering. I forget actually how we came across each other. Cause at this point I'm like fucking just robo bot calling and messaging people <laughs> to get them on the podcast. I know we connected through Facebook, but I can't remember. Was it a mutual person or was it a podcast room?
1: Yeah. So, so there's actually a uh, part of, part of my like my hustle i do is like i just add hella people on facebook um to like who i see who i see doing different things and someone posted recently about you and like five other podcasts
0: Okay. and
1: um so i started listening through them and i was like oh this is hella cool like he's, he's hella down to earth and so um yeah and so i reached out and like 20 seconds later uh you were there and here we are
0: I mean, you didn't have to say 20 seconds later, dude. I know I'm spending a lot of time on the computer. I'm totally the guy <laughs> in the basement dude, of my I'm mom's on the, house. I'm on that grind.
1: Like you were you were active on Facebook. It is what it is, man. We're hustling.
0: Yeah. And it's funny because I'm not a like prior to this, I'm very anti-social media. Like I, I Oh had like, really? Yeah, I had like a a Twitter, but it's not like I was a Tweeter. <laughs> I, I like Twitter more for like information and was just following right. just to learn. Um, so with my old ass, with my old boomer ass, I'm like trying to figure out Snapchat and Fucking even Facebook, which is sad. Um, And like waiting for like me to like post something that's not supposed to be posted, you know?
1: And then you just get that back. Yeah. I had something like that happen on Facebook. I, uh, a long time ago I was with a band and it was like a reggae, like rock band kind of deal. And, uh, I, I, we had a party that one of the songs in the album we were releasing had something to do with weed. And so we posted kind of an ad for it. And um, I'm I'm banned from posting ads on Facebook now.
0: Because it was an (laughs) ad for
1: weed? Yeah, it wasn't even an ad for weed. It was like an (laughs) ad for my song that had like pot leaves in the cover. And so because of that, we were promoting marijuana. And then, yeah. And so um, anytime I need like promotion done, I have to give someone else access to my accounts to do it for me.
0: Holy shit. And there's not like some person at Facebook that you can like, I picture Facebook as not even having human employees. anymore. There's like not
1: yeah, there's not even like people there. Yeah. I've tried to reach out so many times over the years. Like, like cause every time I try to do a promotion, it's like, reach out here for help. And every time I reach out, it's like, you cannot connect. There's no way to do it. So I think they've like permanently blocked me.
0: Jesus. That's
1: so, but it's cool. I mean, I found the loophole.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Right. Just kick to someone, but I'm surprised that like, how long ago was that the pot thing? 2016, seven? Oh, no,
1: later than that. 2017, probably. Maybe, maybe in that era. Um, so it was about three years ago, and so it was just, it was, yeah. And and I was kind of new and in, into the area, and I assumed because pot was legal here, like, and right. I was promoting it to Seattle, it wouldn't be an issue. Um, but apparently, no, you can't do that. No, no, no.
0: Yeah, Facebook, the 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 conversations, whoever's running that bitch, if it's not artificial intelligence already. But like the the conversations about like their liability and their um, moralistic – their, their – shit, I don't even know how to say it. Like their, their right to not be a business but also be like moralistic really would amaze me because like to me, I'm like Facebook, you're a fucking company. You sh- should be like all profits, right? But then at the same time, right. it's like do you have a responsibility at some point because you are so big and influential to think about like, hey, man, I don't want pot on my – to be advertised. Right, you know, it's, right. I-
1: that's a, it's a tough one because like, I think that I, you know, I, I see things like, okay, like slightly off topic, but similar example. Like I work in a pawn shop and sometimes I see, see things happening out on the street and I'm like, I feel like I should go help whatever's going on out there, but I don't know what the, the level of involvement, like by kind of being a third party bystander, but like, I can see it happening. Do I have to get involved? And I, I see some of that, like, you know, in in kind of Facebook and what they do is like, you know, if, if someone posts something on there, just because we give them the platform to do it, does that mean that we're then responsible for the content that they post? Yeah. Right. You know and I think? I think like the first line was drawn at like no nudity, right? Like that was like, you know, the, the very clear, like, well, kids are going to be on this, then we can't have that. But then once you draw that first line, then it's like, okay, well you have to draw other lines too. If you're going to draw one then there has to be more than just one, like you have to have. Yeah. So
0: it's tough. Yeah. It's, it, they don't get the freedom of like the internet. Like nobody fucking is mad at the internet that all kinds of shits out there. Right. But for some reason, cause right. Facebook is on the internet like that. That's like, nobody's like beaten Al Gore's door down for inventing the internet and allowing child porn to be on there.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. And, and, and that's like, you know, I, I think there's, that's, it's always tough to say who's, who's, responsibility is where and, and, and yeah, just, just what, uh, what level of accountability someone has just because something exists.
0: Yeah. On almost on your platform, I guess maybe it's like they know it even though they don't know it. Like there's no fucking way. I'm amazed at the volume of shit that they can just process and figure out with as many accounts and people and as many things Facebook is into it. Um, the more I learn about them, the more I'm like, Jesus, Facebook and Amazon, like once they come together, the world's fucking over. Yeah. Like they're, they're going to be the new government.
1: They're gonna buy out Walmart, and then there's just gonna Walmart's gonna sell all the stuff. They're just gonna be like the place where you can go. We're just gonna be in wally chairs. I yes, I see it coming. Yeah,
0: you know that's a good point, man. What Amazon totally has to take Walmart out, right? Because that's like the like there isn't like that huge Amazon warehouse where you just go shopping and get like four dollars DVDs, that's, I, right?
1: Yeah, I think that's that's gonna you know that that's kind of. Something that, that I don't know would ever happen, just I think there's I think there's such a large portion of the population who is into um, into like free range markets and 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 you know like farmers markets and things yes, like critiques. that and, and trying to not buy from places like
0: Keep it local. like
1: Walmart and yeah. So I think I think it would be difficult for but you know, man, those companies are so huge and uh, I I I don't even know what's real anymore. So yeah, you know what? we probably are gonna buy a Walmart, and we're all gonna have barcodes on our arms. But I, I yeah, I don't, I can't expect Jesus. that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I and it it does really it blows my mind just the facts. So like this is when I knew I just didn't get shit. I'll like load a photo up on my phone, go to Google Photos, and that bitch is just there within a second.
1: Right On on my
0: computer. And I'm like, how the fuck does it communicate that quickly? And now you take that to the scale of I'm ordering fucking Q-tips and then bitches are here like a day later. How the fuck does it process that quick? How do they just keep that shit going, man? Like who's, who's going to stop them from taking over the world?
1: Well, dude, and on a similar level, like this morning I woke up and this is one of the creepiest things I'd ever seen. All right, okay, so I know Facebook has this kind of information available to them, but the fact that they're marketing this is is horrible. So I woke up and I looked at my phone and I was scrolling through my feed and up on there – my family's from Phoenix, mind you. And so my family all lives down there, and so uh, one of the things that popped up on my feed, it was like for a Mother's Day gift. And it was like a picture of the US map. And it was like, Arizona was red and Washington was red and it had little hearts. And it was like, wherever you go, we're always together or something. And I was like, I was like, dude, she's not even marked as my mom on Facebook, Like, she just got a Facebook. Jesus. And dude, that's crazy. That was that was nuts to me. That made me feel so uncomfortable.
0: Jesus, that's so much worse than like the ads that pop up. You're like, no, I, uh-huh. I, I, I wasn't looking for hair removal products. I don't know why that cookie's popping up. In my... And now all of a sudden it's like fucking location targeted. Jesus.
1: Yeah, yeah. It was creep, super creep.
0: Yeah, well, that's part of the whole Facebook. Like they're part of their scheme in getting you to post pictures. And like Google, I was... I'm debating doing this in Google, like naming people, although it does make it so much easier to like find photos if they're named and then you just keep clicking like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is that person. But like you pasting or posting photos of you like 10 years ago, 15 years ago, like they're tracking that shit, man. They're, they're, they're knowing you without you knowing they're knowing you and it's fucked up.
1: Well, and you see that, you see the stuff that's coming out now. That's like the, uh, oh my God, the, what the the real face swapping bullshit. You know what I'm talking about? Where like, they put Robert Downey Jr.'s heads oh, on Martin yeah, McFly yeah.
0: and they, put,
1: yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: And then they make people and, old too. Jesus, I love those. <laughs> and so,
1: and so, but, but like, dude, it's going to be crazy because in like, in like a couple, like, you know, the technology is pretty good right now. It's not perfect, but it's pretty good. And I think that in a couple months when, when they're able to really, you know, perfect that in the come, coming years, you know, we're going to have videos that are of like, you know, uh, a dead president coming out and they're going to be like, oh, I'm not really dead. I'm in hiding. And then and we're going to have like crazy conspiracy yeah. theories because people are using this technology for and the all the information that we're giving Facebook, like, you know, us, us, you know, as kids from when we were 12 to now we're like 25. And, you know, some of us, you know, in our 30s and 40s and, you know, they, they, they track growth. And so they're going to be able to develop what people will look like in the future, and it's it's going to be nuts. the The technology that's about to come, and the it's going to be like we're living in a simulation, and we're not going to be able to tell what's real.
0: Dude, the the dystopia. I just hope it's yeah. I just hope at least when Facebook realize comes to self realization and takes over the world, that they just medicate the hell out of us, so that we just enjoy being the fucking yeah like man like at bare pods. minimum i don't want to
1: suffer right
0: <laughs> just dope me up man just dope me up god that um that trips me up. what was oh dude yeah so what if this whole quarantine thing was actually started by facebook so that all their fucking programmers had nothing to do but sit around and fucking program and they just moved up the whole artificial intelligence timeline like four years so like come come july this bitch just realizes and goes on. That's my creepy you know, like conspiracy theory. I, that's a, that's, <laughs> I haven't heard that one. That's a new one. I think it's that marking. I
1: think that people gives and I and I, I don't want to listen. I'm not I'm not out here throwing shade at Zuckerberg. I want to be clear. I'm not trying to have somebody bust through my window right now. Know, but no. what I am saying is, that I think people give him too much credit. I think that I think that he, he's, he's <laughs> I like he's not Steve Jobs he's not these people like he, he came up with a really, really, a really good idea for something and, and it flourished and he's, he's a philanthropist and and he's a billionaire and he's like one of the richest people ever. But I don't think, I don't think he's out here like trying to, uh, take over the world. Like a lot of people think, I think that, I think that he created something that, that kind of came out of, like became out of control. And I think it's, it's bigger than him now. And like, Dude, even even if he wanted to stop Facebook, he couldn't. There's so much invested in it. Like, even if he was like, Yeah, this is this is the end.
0: It's the Antichrist. Like, it, the Antichrist it's like is that, not coming as a person. Yeah. It's coming as a digital platform.
1: <laughs> Have you seen that episode of South Park? Like, it was how long ago when when Stan gets sucked into Facebook. Have you seen that one? No. <laughs> okay, so, so I'm gonna I'm gonna summarize this real quick. So Stan, he tells all his friends he, he doesn't want to be part of Facebook. It's when Facebook just came out. And he's like, No, I don't want to do this. And after a while, he like has to get into it's Stan standard Kyle, and they they have to get <laughs> into it for whatever reason, and they end up becoming like the most friended person on Facebook. They have like millions of friends. Oh God! And and so he decides he wants to delete his Facebook, but Facebook won't let him. They're like, <laughs> you're too big to you're you're too big to quit. Sorry, dude. And yeah. so it sucks him into Facebook, and he has to play. Yahtzee. That's like the thing because Yahtzee <laughs> was the game on Facebook at the time, and so everyone the whole episode has been playing Yahtzee. And so, in order to delete his account, he has to beat like the mecca version of himself in Yahtzee, and he ends up rolling Yahtzee on like the first roll. It's 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 hilarious. And so so the whole point of the episode is like, dude, I absolutely think that's what's going to happen. Like, if Facebook wanted to shut down, I don't think yeah. Facebook would let itself shut down. It's yeah. too big to fail now.
0: No, it's going to be um like I got into this with um another kid i think it was james it was a dude on a dude from massachusetts on the podcast about skynet and the terminator about how like when it became real it was just like now we're running shit you can't shut us down Uh and that's completely going to be facebook like it's just it's gonna be like we're just too important it's a central it's gonna be like google man it's just a central yeah i
1: I think I think it really is going to be like Google. I think it, and, and people always say that go Facebook's going downhill. And I'm like, yeah, but is it like, it's still used for everything. Everyone I know uses own. Facebook. Like there's a handful of people I know who don't use Facebook because they're off the grid. But yeah, like, but if
0: you, are, if you are on Instagram, you're on Facebook, it's the same fucking thing. Yeah, and what's the same thing. Yeah, right? Like that, that's part of the beauty of his simple genius is the motherfucker came up with one good idea. And now all he's doing is using money to buy up all the other good ideas mm-hmm. to create a monopoly. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Like I said, I don't think he's an evil genius. I think he just likes money.
0: (laughs) I wonder, man. I, um, it started making me, who's the guy who just Epstein, the the Ponzi scheme dude. Right. And he had like his fucking child porn Island. Yeah. Right. Like there's a point, man, where like something's going on with Bill Gates that he's just covering this shit up for decades. Cause you can't have this much money and this much opportunity and just not get weird as hell because like, what else do you have to do? You're not, you're not like, you're almost not grinding anymore, man. So you have, it's like quarantine. You get all this extra time. You're like, Jesus, I really actually look good with a mustache in pajamas all day. (laughs) Like I'm just going to, fucking. I'm I'm showing up for work like this on Monday, you know? And like these dudes don't have a grind to occupy them. And it's like, they just get to go to these dark self-interest places in their souls. And it's bleak.
1: Yeah. And I think, you know, and, and, I think that's true, but I think that's true of everybody. And I'm gonna I'm gonna take a slight transition from that, like, I, you know, in, so humans just in,
0: being deprived or depressed. Yeah,
1: I, I think. Well, I think that like I, everybody has that, no matter where you're at in life. And and somebody, you seen that new TV show, The Good Place, at all? I, I watch a lot of TV. recently. I have not. So the concept is just like that. There, uh, there are these people that are not supposed to be in heaven where they're at, and it's it's a whole it's a whole concept about like what is heaven and what is hell kind of,
0: um,
1: and, and, uh, I, I, you know, everyone says that like, you know, you know, we, we live in, in this existence to like, you know, to, to live basically, you know, everyone says different things, but, but (laughs) it's, it's so, it's so strange that I find that no matter who I'm talking to and, and where they're at, no one ever is like really happy. You know, I've met I've met a lot of people from from a lot of different walks of life in, in you know in different in different you know financial capacities and different you know uh, career paths. And no one I've ever met has like said they figured it out and they're, they're they're so stoked about what they're doing. Like parts of everyone's life are great and parts of it are not. And and I think that like you know me being an artist, I can speak to I have found a way to express the parts that are not great and the parts that are great. And some people haven't. And I think a lot of times people that, that haven't figured that kind of stuff out, they, they, they live in, in like a, a, a torturous state and they search for things that make meaning where they don't. You know, that's right. where a lot of people turn to, like drugs and, and, and things they shouldn't. Where, uh, Yeah, you know, and I think I'm lucky to, to be doing what I'm doing and to, to be able to express myself like that because a lot of people can't and a lot of people feel that they should
0: Couldn't tell if you were still there or just holding your breath.
1: Oh, at the end? No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> that was the end of, my, end of the train of thought.
0: <laughs> right. So part of something that I'm trying to figure out myself is like, I'm a, I've noticed this about me. I'm a bit of an interjector. Like I'll just fucking like in the middle of someone's like they're going on about shit. And I'll just like, but, and so I'm trying to get better about letting people finish thoughts. <laughs> but then at the same time, it's like, we can't see each other. So there's that awkward pause of like, is he done or is it your you turn? There? Is it Hello? my turn? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That kind of shit. Oh man. Um yeah, so I, actually go ahead. No, 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 please. Well, I was just gonna ask because it's good. I um you're the first like I fucking uh, Google stalked you and um were is that you on the UK voice? No. <laughs> oh, okay. So there's a Ty Lewis you might want to do this. Like Google and it looked kind of close to you. Although I'm
1: Googling. The I'm Googling. way
0: he sang, and I was listening to some of your stuff on Spotify and it, uh, um it was more rap and I'm like this motherfucker raps and then also has a little bit of a Adele voice. Like like a sweet little baby face Wait. with glasses.
1: Wait, but hold on, which song did you which song did you listen to of mine?
0: Uh, unless this dude's also putting shit out from you, the attitude, which was new, Uh but then that 19, what was it?
1: That came out like the other day. Yep.
0: Yeah. But then there was an album with like five songs. Is that it? New bones.
1: So new bones, new bones came out, uh, I'm listening. I'm listening to this person right now.
0: Yeah. He's got the glasses, right?
1: Yeah. He's got the glasses. Yeah, Yeah.
0: Yeah. So that's what I'm picturing you as right now, man. That's who, okay, you, are no, me. That's that's who me. you are to me. That's absolutely well, who you are to me. Something's going to have to change, my friend. Either who um, you are or my perception.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I, if you Google Layshock, you'll find many pictures of me. Um, <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. I uh, I do sing, and I do... If you listen to like Unsure, is one of my most recent songs, um, I have actually a really, really heavy choir background, and I used to do musical theater. Oh, really? Um, yeah, and so I... I do have a very um, high uh, high register voice, and so I, I a lot of people have told me like maybe hip hop's not the genre for you. <laughs> um, but I you just I some. find myself I find myself you know I talk very quickly, and uh, right. I I really like the just the 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 grind and 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 undertones and, and God, hip hop is just so earthy i guess that's how i would describe it it's just it's just such like it feels it feels like i can feel it in my chest while it's happening you know as opposed to a lot of other music where it's like cool i can i can rock along to this but i don't like feel it um huh. and so i kind of combined like musical theater and choir and hip-hop um and so attitude was more of just like a straight-up hip-hop song um you know a little a little more traditional i feel like than my other stuff but a lot of my stuff has a lot of uh you know, choiry background kind of stuff and a lot of really cool harmonics and like higher voices and, you know, weird, weird <laughs> stuff like that. And so, yeah, yeah, it's, that's a lot of my music. So I, I do a lot of experimental stuff, but I make it all in my studio at my house.
0: Okay. Oh, So then you make the music as well, huh? What's that called? A producer? Yeah. Or am I, so I'm in yeah. as hell to the whole process, dude. So anytime I fuck up or say the wrong words, I no, won't be offended good. when you correct me.
1: No, you're good. Yeah. I produce my own music. I, um, I produce it all. I record my own vocals and then I send it to a guy. His name is Ryan smart. Hashtag, um, suburban. He's putting out great tracks all the time. Check him out. Um, but yeah, he's in a band called dread too. they live in Portland. Um, and so yeah, I send my final projects to him and then he gives it the smart effect. I call it and then sends it back and it's usually like a thousand times better. And then that's the version you guys get.
0: Is the smart effect like just syncing up lyrics with tunes, or like does he take liberties where he'll like cut shit and like loop it or like add a whatever a click click a symbol I know that's yeah like he does he
1: does it. add some small instrumentation, you know usually it's mostly the song I sent him, and then he'll like he might cut out an instrument part he doesn't feel right and add one or he might like. Okay. Oh, this kick isn't right. So I'm going to, I'm going to change out this kick for a new one. And then Got he you. tightens all the sounds together, balances them and gets it radio ready. Okay. Um,
0: so- yeah. And
1: so he's, uh, yeah, he's been doing that for me for like a year and some change now. He's a really good friend of mine and, and a, and a, a great, great artist, um, who makes a lot of his own music too. So, and,
0: uh, do you play instruments as well? Or are you just like, I'm doing all this musical stuff, like on the, uh, on the good old computer.
1: No, I, yeah, I, I, um, I have a little studio. I have, um, I play guitar, I play bass, I play piano, I play drums. Um, I used to play some, uh, some wind instruments and some uh, brass, but not since I was very young. Um, but yeah.
0: Yeah. So then you're just all the way around, huh? Man, that's pretty awesome Uh, that you're like, so now I'm picturing you as the guy in Mary Poppins. Um, the Chim Chimney dude, like at the beginning of the park, when he's just yep, fucking yep. one man band and slaying it. Like no one in London can walk by him without getting sucked into his vortex.
1: <laughs> yeah. So like, imagine that scene. But like, if he was like twenty percent as good, that's like the secret <laughs> to my music. Is that like I don't I don't do I used to be in a live band and I was okay, but what I can do now is luckily like I can play a track a hundred times and then I take the best parts of each one and I clip it together so it sounds good. And I'm right. actually starting to get my I don't tell everyone my secret. Oh this is a podcast. Damn it. Um,
0: <laughs> no, no one listens, so it's all right. I'm like
1: <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this is good. dude, Lay Shock City's about to hit this up. Don't even worry about yeah. <laughs> that. Um but yeah, no and so I, I've been getting uh ready for more live sets once this uh quarantine's over and I'm gonna start okay. playing more live music and playing live guitars and doing loops and stuff on uh on pedals and yeah, it's gonna be a whole thing and I'm supposed to uh, I'm trying to get a drummer with uh with me on stage too. So it's gonna be a bunch of fun.
0: Oh, have you not done a ton of on stage stuff? Or are you just kinda of like releasing out to Spotify to try to like no, is it like building an audience? I, is that the right way to think of it?
1: Yeah, I do some I do some live shows. I try not to do too much. I, I feel like I don't have um a lot of, I didn't have before this year a lot of uh Strong music, um, oh, okay. that was that was stage ready. But I did shows like you know three four times a year. You know, um, I opened up for Afro Man like a year and a half, two years ago. Wait, Afro um, Man
0: because I got high, Afro Man. Yeah, yeah, Afro Man. No, fuck it, dude. I had not thought of Afro Man in forever. Yeah, no one had. It was crazy, Jesus, <laughs> dude. When that song came out, so we're just fucking. We're starting to drive and like I can't believe there weren't more fucking wrecks or people just passing out at the wheel from fucking smoking. (laughs) The bass on that song, if I'm remembering it right, like everyone had their fucking like two 10 inches and your fucking flea market amp and you're just busting speakers left and right, circling country roads. Fucking – oh, Jesus. It should have led to more deaths.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, dude. It was – it was a time for sure. I, um, yeah, so I did that. So they're still had uh, it. Good
0: for them, man. Afro man, shout out. Good for y'all.
1: <laughs> it was a, it was a, it was a cool show up in Everett. It was a uh, hella packed and we, it was like, it went to like 2am. It was pretty, it was pretty insane. They had like a party bus where you could like go take dabs out front of the venue. <laughs>
0: <laughs> How'd you get connected with them? They hit you up. You got, you have like a manager that's trying to get you gigs. What's that about? No, I
1: don't have a manager, but if someone's trying to manage lay shock, hit me up. (laughs) Um, no, uh, I have this guy, he's a friend of mine out here. He does, he does music too. His name's Mike, the mayor. Um, and he has a company called, uh, Royal family empire entertainment, Royal family entertainment. I'm so sorry, Mike, don't hate me. Um, and so he, uh, he books a lot of shows with big name artists. Um, he has some connections, um, because he's, he's really good at what he does. And so he hit me up, uh, when they were setting up Apperman and he, I think posted on a page and I was like, yeah, I want to get in on this. And then we started talking um and yeah and then you know it's it was it's just it was kind of a casual thing i don't really have people setting up shows for me but i wish i did
0: yeah right so it's, right uh, right it's yeah. hard
1: it's hard to book shows in seattle man there's a lot of hip-hop artists out here
0: oh really it's oh not God, it's not yeah, just like, macklemore eh, smacking bitches huh like keeping everyone else yeah <laughs> yeah i mean where where me where you're located at uh southern delaware so we're, we're not so much into hip hop as we are into craft beer, which I'm sure is out there as well.
1: <laughs> uh, we're in the craft coffee and by craft coffee, I mean, Starbucks, right. Starbucks everywhere. <laughs> I don't drink it because I don't, I don't partake in that, but, um, there is coffee everywhere here. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of hip hop out here. Like it is kind of an insane amount. Every, every third person I talk to does hip hop or has a friend that does hip hop. Um, and so it's good because the studio business is always, you know, popping. Um, it's bad because it's really hard to get shows out here, especially when you're not traditional hip hop like I am.
0: Yeah. Right. That's a, that's a good point. So is it, is the hip hop shit, man. So I'm thinking like dirty South beats, you know, you think like whatever Dre West coast beats, um, is there a particular like flavor sound, or I guess I shouldn't say particular like typical Seattle sound.
1: It, it kind of depends on where you go and who. And, and no, is the short answer. There, there are a hundred. <laughs> of We're too um, fucking
0: creative for, to be labeled, bitch. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, and I, I don't think it's that. I think it's that we. There's a weird number of people popping off in Seattle right now, but not like, not like popping off like Macklemore popped off, but like getting there, right? And so, and so I think that there's a lot of people who are trying to recreate these artists out here and so and and they're trying not to at the same time they're trying to do the old school stuff and they're trying to do work for maclum and so it's weird it's weird so like travis thompson out here i'd say he's probably like probably like uh, you know a uh, pretty high on the list of like you know where where people are at but his music is is very like um you know, back of the bus, I smoke backwoods, like hip hanging out with my friends, like spreading shit kind of music. Okay. And then, um, you know, you've got, you've got, uh, Paris Alexa out here. Who's like very like kind of R and B hip hop. And then, um, you've got martial law band out here. Who's like a hip hop band, but it's kind of jazzy. Cause they've got like a saxophone player and like 19 instrumental. It's crazy. Gosh, so like there's, the there's a yeah, and so there's there's just there's there's a bunch of different things happening out here and I think I think everyone at the same time is like trying to do what they're doing and not do what they're doing. And so there's a everyone's saying from the people that are out here are saying like there's a Seattle renaissance happening and I see it, but it's not organized. And I'm I'm hoping in the next couple of years we'll, when this is over we'll start to get some like really good festivals together. Yeah, I was about um, to say like some... it just
0: seems like there just needs to be like um and I've never been I've never been west of Mississippi, so I've never been to Seattle, but If like in my head, you're just picturing like a farmer's market of fucking musicians and it's just like, dude, we're just going to play and just see what happens kind of shit.
1: And they do that, but they do it every like the artists they do it out here with are are sometimes they they have festivals like that, but it's a lot of time. Big name artists instead Uh, of like, you know, there's one or two big name artists. They bring out like 20 and then it's like there's like 10 locals. And so, um, in in my experience, and I I could be totally wrong, you know, I I take everything I say with a grain of salt I've been smoking a bunch of weed. Um, But, you know, I I just wish there were more of a – just like a local-based festival kind of thing out here. Yeah,
0: yeah, no doubt. Um, And actually, I was wondering – so – I have been to Nashville, and I was fucking blown away by Nashville, where the bars, like there, I think it's Broad Street, where it's literally there's live music after live music on fucking like Mm -hmm. like store after or bar after bar, restaurant after restaurant. The windows are open; you just fucking walk around. It's you can see right. But it's a lot of covers, and you're, and it made me wonder, like as an artist, I get that you, I guess, have to do the covers because when people are vibing or feeling good, they know what the song is, so they can sing along, right? How does that work? For you and I guess maybe even people out there, like if you're performing, are you having to do like five covers before you hit like one of your originals, or are you just, hey man, I'm just fucking going all in on originals, um, like it or not?
1: Yeah, I've never done a cover song.
0: Oh no way! Uh, balls. Yeah, I, I like mean it. like
1: like not since not since I was like I in, in a band when I was like 18. Um, <laughs> when I when I left Arizona, I stopped doing cover music. Gotcha. But there are hell like I, I'd say a lot of people out here do like one cover song per set they do like most of their, most of their originals and then pretty close to the end. Um, maybe even the last song of the set, like they'll, pull, they'll bust out like a, a cover that everyone, you know, bops along to.
0: Do you think that's because hip hop it's just weird to do covers of other people rapping where like whatever country music, everybody can like just embrace Garth Brooks. Um,
1: damn, that's a tough one. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't know that it's because pe- I think it's I think it's because rap's a little bit different. I think rap there's like a, a respect thing that you don't do other people's music, right? Like I, I and I, I think that's that's weird to say because it's not different than rock or, or country or um, or any of those types of music. But like I think rap comes from such like a deep emotional because like you're saying so much.
0: Well, that's what like, I was going to say, it, dude. The amount of words it. it rhyming and rapping it's all about fucking words where it's like music yeah. is more about like whatever the guitar the riff the hook where i to me yeah I'm and like, like the melody lines
1: whereas exactly. yeah rapping is like about the rhythmic intricacies and like and like the the passion behind it and so yeah and i yeah, being yeah i fucking think, clever yeah, it would
0: no well it's like being clever versus like you're not going to use someone else's your mom joke to like diss someone you want to come up with your own shit because if you're using someone else's then you're not an artist they're like there's no creativity there you're uh like a hollow ass performer i would imagine
1: right right yeah and so yeah i think there's a lot of that it's just a lot of like it's it's respect to other people like listen this one's a bop like everyone everyone you know sings if you want to go and do it around me you know like everyone knows that song so like that's a little bit different or, like that was like a bop back when we were like for me. I was like, oh, I'm <laughs> um, but, but you know, but like, it would be weird to like go up and cover like, like one of juice world songs right now. Like that would be weird. Right. He, he just, he just passed away. And like, I think it's a respect thing, right? Like you, you, you just don't do stuff like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, man. That's, I'd never thought about that before, but, and I, I don't frequent like establishments that have just hip hop acts. It's like, I don't think right. I've ever walked actually I don't think I've ever walked into a bar and like grab a drink, grab some food. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh shit, dude, there's a hip hop act going on. Like ne- never.
1: You yeah. Know? Yeah. And I want to, again, I want to clarify. I have never thought about that before. You know, that was off top. Um, <laughs> so that was uh, but, not deep thoughts.
0: But no, I think, um, dude, ask Donald Trump, man. The best way to think is out loud and on the spot.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and, the, and the and the best way to cure coronavirus student check yourself if i mean i'm not going there um but yeah i think it's 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 interesting because in phoenix where i'm from you don't hear uh, you don't hear a lot of hip-hop either you hear a lot of rock and country yeah um but but you walk around here if you walk around downtown seattle and like you hear a rock band it's it's definitely more noticeable than if you hear a hip-hop act like if you were walking around and you heard a rock band you'd be like what the hell's going on over there like if you heard a hip-hop act you'd be like oh someone's playing at numos gotcha yeah. Interesting.
0: Yeah. See, I wonder, and hip hop, man, has um, it's taken, and I don't know if hip hop itself, we, we're talking about hip hop like it's a person, like we just went on about fucking Facebook being a real person too, right? right? But like hip hop uh, initially, man, I don't even know, what, Vanilla Ice? Who's the first like white dude that's like trying to be a hip hop guy? And I don't even think Vanilla Ice was accepted. Just use Eminem, right? So it's become so normal to have white dudes rap. And I wonder if that – if part of the reason why that um, hip-hop is not brought into like bars, brought into restaurants, is the clientele that a lot of owners of those establishments would think hip-hop would bring in.
1: I, I – yes, there is some of that. And there's some of that in Seattle too. Like there are some places out here that don't do hip-hop. Um, they're just like we. – I've – there was a place recently that I was supposed to have a show at and and by recently I mean like a year and a half ago um <laughs> but I was supposed to have a show at and they like two months before the show um we like yeah we can't do hip-hop anymore because there is there was something that happened here and it was a hip-hop artist and so because of that we can't do hip-hop anymore like it just brings in the wrong clientele and so I, right. I absolutely do think there is some of that but I think it also has to do with like where you're at lo- like locale wise right like yeah in in Arizona you're as close to the south as you can get without being in another country and you're but you're like you're not west enough to be considered the west really and so it's a lot of like it's a lot of spanish music it's a lot of like classic country and classic rock out there um and so i think out there it would just be weird to have hip-hop because people would be like this isn't what we listen to here
0: gotcha yeah, that makes sense. I but I, I feel like it's a little outdated thought process, to be honest with you, man, because I think everybody hip hops at some like in, in some way. Yeah. Like everybody's into just the head beat, you know, where you're like nodding your head along with the beat and like the word lyrical play. Like it's right. so much more accepted. It's it's it I guess it is street, but it's not like gangster street anymore or however you want to it's not criminal. Where I think it used to be associated with like Jesus, hip hop equals criminals. I don't think that's any i don't think that's anywhere close to it anymore
1: Yeah, i think it's the artist i think it's the artist too uh there were less artists back then and or not less artists but there were hip-hop was less prominent and so you know when when a lot of people think of what you know the beginning of hip-hop was which you know really it's true but it isn't true it's like you know nwa and m and and you know and uh tupac and like that kind of era um
0: yeah but like
1: I think I think those were the artists who made a name for themselves and they made a name for hip hop because of what they did. If they hadn't done those things, then hip hop never really would have taken off. Um and, and now I think those there are still artists who do that stuff. Like I I know artists out here who all of their music is about like, yeah, I carry my Glock and I shot a girl and then I kiss her cousin and then I shot her again. Like, <laughs> you know, I I think there there still absolutely is that, but that music's just not listening. But like people don't People don't rock with that as heavy as they used to, because there's no need for that anymore.
0: Yeah. Right. And yeah, that, that's man. See now, now again, just doing the whole think aloud thing. And I love the fact that I'm speaking about hip hop as a white guy from Southern Delaware. Like I'm in the know, <laughs> right? So
1: I don't, like, yeah. And I don't think I am too. I think that's, you know, you, you said earlier um, about, I think you said like, you know, it's, it's uh it's easier to be like a, or like it's there's more white people in rap or something like that. So that's what you said. Yeah. Um, And, and someone said to me recently, you know, they're like, Oh, it's easy to be a white person in rap. And I was like, you know, I don't really have a comment on that. Like, all I can say is like, I, I have, I have not had an easy time, but I can't compare what I've had to anyone else's. And you're like, you're probably right. You're absolutely probably right. It is. But I just don't have a comparison to base it on. So all I can say is like, no, it's not super easy to do what I do, but it's not super easy for anyone to do what anyone does. Like everything's difficult in its own right. right. And you got to be respectful of each other. I'm not trying to put anyone down, bro.
0: I wonder if it's easier to be a white guy in the NBA or a white guy as a su- successful rapper. I think the NBA, a hundred percent. Yeah. The NBA, 100%. Jesus. I'm watch- like watching the Jordan. Have you been watching the uh, Jordan documentary? Did you catch that last Sunday?
1: I I haven't. I've been trying to stay off the TV and get music done. <laughs> uh, okay, good.
0: Good for you being productive. Well, I'm fucking amazed at the amount of white dudes that Jordan just got to tear up night after night. Like like it was rare for him to be locked up with like an athletic black guy. And I think of the NBA now, and I'm like, I'm not, not that Jordan would have been good, but like, dude, there's nothing but fucking elite athletes. Like Danny Ainge from BYU, is isn't, mm-hmm. isn't making the league. Steve Kerr's not dian. John Paxton ain't dian anybody up today. And it, yeah. so I don't know but that that's kind of where I started thinking about with the, um not I don't what's the right word where you're trying to get into something culturally that you aren't associated with would it be like your culture or your race your skin color isn't associated with you know it's a uh, Yeah. I think it would be, I, shit I think it would be difficult but at the same time like you grew up just listening to it and it is part of your culture. Like that's uh, part of what it means no, to rap with me. <laughs> Really? i think that's
1: the tougher part for me no i didn't oh. yeah i wasn't allowed to listen to hip-hop when i was young i really wanted to but it wasn't it wasn't like a thing my parents my mom wasn't about it um wouldn't let you so... buy the cds what's that
0: were you a cd baby or were you a cassette baby or were you a always born I, in I
1: 96 i did cds
0: all right so yeah she wouldn't let you get the cds huh
1: it, yeah and i and and like i had you know, I remember the first the first like rap song I really listened to. Um, and like, I'm ashamed of myself for this. And I'm not, because it was a good song. And like, it was timeless for my time. But like, dude, Soldier Boy, Tell Him. That was Boy, the me. song from my childhood. And I, I'm embarrassed to say it. But like, it shaped uh, my love for hip hop. It was so catchy in the dance and everything. And I think it it's what made me kind of want to do musical theater a little bit. Um, but I remember when that song came out, my mom, I like listened to it for a couple weeks and my mom was like, you're never listening to hip hop again. This is the <laughs> end of this.
0: Wait, um, was that was the like, one song is obscene? Yeah. Was that the one where you Superman the hoe?
1: Yeah. You Superman that hoe. And oh, then, Jesus, yeah, right? yeah. So
0: yeah, you're uh, saying, like, dude, fucking like third graders. I'm, I'm a teacher. And I remember like third graders dancing that shit. And I'm thinking in my head, like, isn't that about busting a nut? And then I was 11. Right. And like, like, isn't that really the underlying meaning that we're having all these girls are dancing. sweet, innocent little children to having a sheet stuck to their back because of semen. Hmm. Yeah. (laughs) But wow. Did your mom realize it was all that or she just,
1: yeah, Oh, absolutely. She did. And I remember there was a line at the end of the song and I, it was, uh, I'm jogging on your bitch ass. And if we get to fight, then I'm cocking on your bitch ass or something like that. And I remember she heard that and she was like, no, <laughs> no. And she like turned off the radio cause I was singing along and I was 11 and she was like, never again.
0: Yeah.
1: And she, um, and, and she, so of course I put it on my iPod or whatever I had at the time. my yeah. like Zoom. and I played it every night. Um, but that was the only song I had cause I didn't, I didn't have no one, none of my friends listened to rap. It just happened to be the song that came out. Gotcha. Um, and so then when I, when I, when I, when I got into high school, I started listening to like a little bit, a little bit more like, like one or two artists and then 21 pilots came out and I was like, Oh, these dudes kind of rap, like they're cool. Um, and then when I got into college, I, I, uh, I just, I really started to get into a bunch of different music styles. And I met some people who really turned me on to hip hop, but I've only really been heavy into it for the last like three, four years, like almost as like a year longer than I've been doing what I've been doing.
0: Oh, no way. Wow. Yeah. What, um, yeah. what'd you go to college for? Were you like a music major or, or were musical you like a musical theater? Oh, okay. major. Well, um, I was hoping you Yeah. I that ended account.
1: up leaving after my sophomore year. Uh, I was diagnosed with epilepsy and so it didn't really work out with me being a musical theater major at the time.
0: Oh, because why? I,
1: uh, I, I kept having seizures in, in class and they couldn't, uh, they couldn't part of it was like, I couldn't get a degree without performing on stage, but I couldn't really perform on stage because I kept having seizures. Um, And so I, I I took like a medical sabbatical, but then I never went back.
0: Okay. And now that's like under reps. Is that like a treatment medication thing or it's just a, Hey, my, this show could be my last show kind of a thing.
1: Uh, no, I still do. Like I still, I still have it. I still have seizures on occasion, but, um, it's, it's mostly, you know, Mostly under wraps. I, I, uh, it's been, it's been good for a while. Um, but I haven't. Lights don't really trigger it. It's more of a stress based kind of deal. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, and so you know, shows don't really do it for me. Musical theater was just super stressful. It was just a very, very stressful environment for me, and I think it just
0: didn't do very well. What made you stress about musical theater?
1: Damn, man, it was tough. It Just like uh, remembering lines, remembering choreography,
0: singing uh, right, remembering how they wanted you to sing. Got you, got you.
1: Chemistry, all that kind of stuff. It's just – it's a it's a lot to remember in a very short period of time. Got
0: gotcha. you. Yeah, that makes sense. So like when you're yeah. performing making your own shit, it's like you're just pleasing yourself. It's a creative outlet versus like I yeah. got to fucking figure out what this person wants even if they can't articulate it to me or I got to guess if I'm vibing with this other co-star, right?
1: The last show I was in was a musical. I didn't get to finish it. It was a musical called You're in Town. (laughs) Wait, you're in
0: or you're in town?
1: You're in. Like U-R-I-N-E. You're in town. Like piss. Yes, like piss town. Yeah, basically. (laughs) And so basically the premise of the show is that like the world, from what I understand it, the world has like run out of water. I can't remember. It was years ago.
0: Um,
1: No, it's good. And so you have to pay to use the restroom. Oh, wow. And so like the rich people have no problem doing it like the poor people like they can't basically they can't go to the bathroom. Um and if you like go on the street like they'll t- they'll kill you basically. <laughs> and so the I was the I was the officer in that show who <laughs> was like arresting people and and killing them and
0: and Through doing all that. Musical theater though. Like cuz I'm picturing like cabarets, Broadway, like the the over the top dramatics and shit like that
1: i mean yeah
0: there's some of that but like uh have you ever seen a show on broadway uh yes les Miz. okay so les Miz is a little a little
1: usually a little dramatic um and in your in town was too because it's it's satirical you know but but you know some of them aren't and you know some of the shows on broadway are like very not over the top and very down to earth and like Damn, dude, acting's all over the place. And that's, I think that was the hardest part for me, was like, I thought I had it figured out in high school because I did all like the same like six roles in a row. And I was like, oh, this is easy. And then I became like an officer who had to kill people for pissing on the street. And I remember like freaking out one night. And I was like, I can't figure out my motivation. This is awful. (laughs) Um so yeah, man. it so didn't it, work out
0: for me. Is town like an actual actual because again I'm I'm ignorant. But well, I was
1: on Broadway, like Hello on Broadway. It's one of the it's one of like the most timeless musicals.
0: Shut the fuck up,
1: dude. You're you're, you're no, I'm not. I'm not, I'm kid not kidding. kidding at all.
0: You're you're playing all my ignorance right now. You're gonna make me Google Town and then fucking Facebook is gonna shut down my browser because it's some like weird ass <laughs> R Kelly no, video. No, Google it. googling. It. It's a real it's a no, real fucking thing. No, it's I, got- I'm not trying to see R Kelly with them chicks. And just No, go, there's gonna be go, no go piss. Down. It's gonna pop up as a Broadway
1: musical. I'll I'll put down money right
0: PayPal. now. <laughs> PayPal. Is it Bitcoin? Is the money Bitcoin? Um No you know, I dude, I'd <laughs> never I'd never heard of your cheeses. We were talking about Yeah, that there's stuff. so
1: many music there's so many musicals. There's this musical I'm gonna real quick dive, dive There's a musical called Avenue Q, it's about puppets. And it's about like this this regular dude who lives on a street of puppets. And uh um, <laughs> one of love it already. i think that's what it's about I, I i think god it's been so long since i've seen most of these shows but anyway one of the songs in there is like this girl is singing about like how the internet is like to make i think she's like the internet is to make friends or something like that and she starts off and she's like, the internet is for, and like someone jumps out of a corner and he's like, porn. <laughs> and then the whole song becomes about how the internet is just for like weird, dirty fucking porn. And I remember seeing that. And then a year later, this school was like, we're doing the school version of it. And I was like, how are you getting away with the internet is for porn? Right. And they changed it to the internet is for friends. Oh,
0: and God. I died
1: a little bit inside that day.
0: Yeah, that's terrible. Jesus.
1: Yeah. Just, so want, just don't do the musical. if If you can't say the internet is for no porn, doubt. don't do it.
0: Did the dude hop out like with a trench coat naked and then just flashes her and goes back to the bushes? No,
1: he, the, the worst part is that like, he's, he's one of the only like puppets that's like weird. And like, so he's like hairy and gross. Like it's <laughs> like, he's like a Ron Jeremy of puppets.
0: Oh God. That's awesome.
1: Yeah. If he had done that, like, it, like if he had a trench coat, you would have like in the background heard like a, like a <laughs> hammer hitting a desk because his dick would have like, it would have just been bad.
0: <laughs> that's, god thank you so is that maybe where the austin powers never mind i won't go to it but um i think about that often like austin powers doing that shit see that's the difference i i grew up like thinking of these comedies man and i almost feel upset that i wasn't exposed to musicals like this kind of thing because it would have been fucking glorious right what was the name of that one i'm gonna do a lot of youtube avenue now. q avenue q yeah you
1: know i i think seeing musicals was one thing i think i think seeing musicals but i think being in them was a totally different thing and it just dude it's like it's so much drama and and i'm not gonna say i didn't create my own fair amount of drama um but like i think that was like dude it was just too much for me And even when i got to college like not in in shows like just like living with the people that i did theater with like Dude, oh my God, it's one of the most dramatic people in the world. But they have to be because that's how they get their emotions out and they can like, do what they do on stage.
0: But yeah, it was too much. I can't do that. Not about that drama life. So hip-hop's no. pretty drama-free, huh? Or is that just why you do No, it's so much worse. <laughs> <laughs> is it really?
1: Yeah, well, I, not so much worse, but I think it's, it's, like the, it's like I'd say 30% less drama, 90% more grown men
0: you're gonna have to elaborate on that for me 30 percent, like dude time. i just like i've never
1: seen so many petty ass grown men be like what the fuck you say about me and he's like i called you a bitch and he's like say it again he's like you a bitch and he's like bet you won't say it a third time and i'm like what are you guys doing <laughs> like are you gonna fight or are you guys just gonna keep calling each other bitches and so i think we're like up to 14 i can't say it anymore for the next five minutes yeah, um but but yeah i think there's there's a lot of like just petty 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 out here there's no reason for it more about if you're if
0: well i was gonna say is it seemed to center around like the disrespect or is it towards one another
1: yeah i think it's partially that i think people are trying to start beef and people are trying to be like eminem back in the day when he was you know diss track and everybody and like he kind of still is um yeah
0: he just fucking laid out machine gun kelly right that shit was hilarious
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, that was, like, it was, like, stomping on a snail, like, (laughs) good job, Eminem, you did it, no one was really concerned that you couldn't, but you did, yeah, um, I mean, it was good, like, his music's good, again, I have nothing against him, but it was, I, like, some of this stuff just feels unnecessary, like, if you didn't respond to him, then he just looks like an idiot,
0: oh, Yeah, so then you you don't have that. So then you're not a, you're not an offendable person, huh? Are you kind of? Are you? I mean, I am. Listen,
1: dude, people (laughs) piss me off. I work at a pawn shop. I get pissed off on a regular basis. Um, but I like, I just don't. I don't. There's unless you're stealing money from me, bro. No, like I don't care. I don't care what you say to me. Like people start things out here, but no one really does anything, and like. I feel much safer out here than I did in Arizona. Like everyone has guns in Arizona, people talk about having guns here. I've yet to see very many, but uh, (laughs) everyone in guns in Arizona carries them on their hip. It's a little, little more concerning to be angry with people out there,
0: right? Um, yeah, Jesus, but yeah, man, I don't,
1: I just don't, I don't get it. I try to, I try to be about the positivity thing as much as I can. People are just all about being sneaks. Gotcha.
0: How would you wound up, or what? What was in the? What helped? Jesus, you'd think I could ask decent questions, and I'm not even smoking. Fuck me. Now um, you bueno. What um, what led you to Seattle? Weed. Let me hit the fish. <laughs> um, can you go to Cali for that? What night? led me? What was that? Um, I, I said, "What led you to Seattle?" And you go, "Weed." <laughs> and I was yeah, like, no, "Can you true. have gone to Cali it's for true. that?" That's what I was wondering.
1: Um no, uh there was uh this school that was the only reason I came out here. I went to school for oh, okay. the arts. Yeah, yeah. Um and it was cool. It it, it was a cool place. I ha- I met a lot of friends. Um I was in an a cappella group for two years that I started and ran. Um but uh yeah, I mean it's it's cool. I, I love my girlfriend. We live out here together, we have a dog and two cats. Um and probably not super long for Seattle. It's cool out here, but I, I don't like the weather. I'm going to be totally real. I thought I could do it. And I'm here five years now, and I'm not about it.
0: Just too bleak for you? Or is is the rain, like that rain and cloud, is that shit real? Like it literally is raining like 70% of the year?
1: Uh, I would say 70% of the year. It rains a lot. Um, I'm i don't remember 70 percent of my day so um <laughs> but it rains it rains a lot here i think my problem is that my dog's allergic to everything wet and oh. everything that's a plant and so what, what kind of dog not,
0: do you have dude
1: <laughs> he's a pit he's a, he's a he's a dumb little pit bull his name's baxter, baxter. um allergic but to wet. wow yeah we took him to the vet and we had to get an allergy test because he wasn't like doing well for a while and the doctor came out and he was like oh well i know he's not doing well and we're like oh great what's he allergic to and he was like everything everything in existence (laughs) um minus you and the cats luckily but everything else he's allergic to and so we yeah he like every time he goes outside when he comes in like we have to wipe his paws whether it's like wet or not um and yeah we had to give him shots for like three months to help him get over his allergies but it didn't really help um so so it would be better to not live in a wet environment for us like just as a family would be a
0: gotcha a better situation so you're going back to arizona to um create the hip-hop scene down there
1: i might i might i've talked about it i've thought about it uh i got family down there and i got a lot of support down there um My only problem with Arizona is that it's too, too hot. (laughs) I remember that. I remember that was why I left. It was too hot for me. And so I can't imagine it's gotten any less hotter there. Um, So, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm thinking like maybe a nice middle ground. Like I know some parts of California can be pretty nice. And I have a buddy who lives out there. We're pretty tight. Um, But like
0: Colorado, man, telling you, I did. Colorado would be the spot that I, like, would be my Utopia. I went to Colorado
1: once and it smelled like cow shit. Did it really? Yeah, I went to – what was it? Uh UNC. I went to go visit their college in G- – G- G- Bur- G- Burrito? Greer? Green, G- Bur- I can't, yeah. I-
0: Dude, that's North Carolina.
1: <laughs> no, no. It was – I went to UNC, <laughs> Colorado, and I remember everyone was like, "It." just so you know, when you get here – it smells like cow shit. And I was like, oh, well, whatever. I can deal with that. And then I uh, I rolled up and I was like, oh, no, this, this is this is tragic. is tragic.
0: Bullshit. I call bullshit. It's not cow shit. Bullshit.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I have one memory of Colorado. It's not grand. Gotcha. Huh. I'm not saying anything bad about Colorado. I just have one memory of it, not fun.
0: Yeah. And you've ruined my dream. Jesus. <laughs> I thought you were a positive person, man. You <laughs> fucking dream crusher.
1: Fuck I didn't say it's not like that for you. Hey, maybe I got a tainted nose, man. Positivity. That's a good Look point. Look for the positive.
0: That's, that's a very good point because we all stink in our own way, right? So maybe I've stunk my whole life like shit and I'm actually just used to it. <laughs> Dude, maybe it,
1: was, maybe it was Cinnabon. Maybe there's a ton of Cinnabons out there and I just really don't like Cinnabon. You never know.
0: <laughs> so true. <laughs> man. Um, hey, one thing I was wondering, Lay Shock, um, how, how does that name come to be?
1: so it's lay shock it's uh it's not like lay shock (laughs) uh
0: i was trying to be super dramatic
1: (laughs) yeah it's like yeah just straight through um (laughs) it's my mom's maiden name um and her, her side of the family and so long story short she has my dad's name and uh she kept it so i wouldn't be the only one in my family with my dad's name um and so i feel like i she took very good care of me growing up, and she was a great parent. And so, I want to pass on her name and her family's legacy. And this was the best way for me to do it.
0: Oh man, yeah. Is she into your hip hop?
1: Um, she likes it when I don't swear. So I, I don't. I try not to swear as much as I can because I like her to like my music. Um, but uh, yeah, she does. She called me the other day, and and she was, she was uh, very ecstatic about uh, one of my songs called Unsure, when I was telling you about um, it's doing, it's doing all right on Spotify. It's picking up a little bit. Um, but, uh, yeah, she, she likes it when I'm positive and I, that's just like a big part of my family. Like I have three brothers and I've got two nieces and a nephew and you know, uh, uh it's just a very, very big family motto to be positive.
0: Okay. Does it, so the lay shocks are optimistic people by blood, or had they like gone through something where they had to just rely on this positivity?
1: Um, I think I think it. You know, we had we had a tough childhood growing up. Um, uh, you know, not not getting too far into it. You know, it, my mom was a teacher and, and and she supported us. You know, by herself with four boys. Oh, wow. Um, and so that was that was I think tough growing up. And and so a lot of what we had was like. You know, my mom, my mom just being positive and and keeping us going with, with little things and always trying to make it better. And so I didn't see that as a kid. I think, I think it's as a kid, it's hard to see that you see what's in front of you and you see what other people have and what you don't. And so I now try to lean towards positivity more than I do anything else, just because I feel like it's so easy to see the negative and be like, damn, this sucks, man. This is a crappy situation. But it's better for you, and it's 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 more difficult, but it makes you a better person to say, well, this sucks, but what's good about it? What can I take out of this that's not terrible? And and so, you know, my mom tried to teach that to me a lot, and so did my brothers, but it it didn't sink in until I really moved out and was kind of on my own. Um, And so, you know, I when I go back home and I visit them and I see, you know, my my nieces and, and my nephew and and just get to hang out with my family and all my you know my stepsisters. It's uh, or my sister's-in-law. Sorry. I'm, I'm like, I said, I'm pretty big. Um, it, it's just, a, it's a, it's a really nice time for everyone to see each other and, and be happy. You know, we could all be like, Dan, this sucks. We wish you were here more like, why can't you move back home? And they do that. Don't, don't get me wrong. But a lot of the time is, is spent saying like, you know, we're just, we're so glad to be here. And we're so glad, like we have this happy full family because some people don't have this. Um, and so, yeah, it's just, I just, I don't know. All, everyone has adversity in their life and, and Um, we, we, we've, we've fought through ours and and luckily we're doing a lot better now. And I think it's, it's good to recognize that rather than any of the unfortunate things we easily could recognize.
0: Gotcha. Huh? Jesus, dude. One on a teacher's salary with four boys. God love that woman. Lord.
1: And now, and now she's, this year she's retiring as the head of the special ed department or something very, very akin to that, um, for one of the largest school districts in Arizona. And, you know, so she went from being, uh, um, a a middle school language arts teacher, which nothing against that, you know, that's, that's where she, where she started out in her, in her education career. And she's worked very hard to, to get where she wanted to be. And and she's, she's very proud of herself and we're all very proud of her for the, the work that she's done and and everything she did to, to keep herself happy and afloat. And and yeah, man, it's, it's, it's easy. Like I said, it would be so easy to be like, you know, like, damn, she got shafted all this time. And, 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 you know, but like she, she she worked through it and, and we're all just so happy to have, have the family. Right. Have
0: you, um, have you done a, a, like a, a mother's day song for her? (laughs) has she gotten like the shout out and i guess i'm thinking like you know eminem clearly like hated his mother so he'd fucking rag on her all the time so like have you flipped it and done the opposite and like did a song like mama's boy or something like that
1: not not yet um and i you know i think there's it's tough to uh it's tough to do things like that in my position and not not that i don't love my mom and not that i wouldn't Listen, man. If I had the money to buy her a house right now, and it would leave me, it would leave me with a hundred bucks for the rest of the year, I would do that shit instantly because I would do anything for her. But I'm trying to get to the point where I can do that for her. Um, and I think it's it, it can be sometimes difficult to get people to listen to your music when you talk about your mom a lot. I did talk about my mom a lot on my first album, actually, in one of my songs. Uh I talked about how she like quit smoking for us and all she wanted was for me to have a better life and be a great singer. So she always told me not to smoke and like how bad I feel. And so like I did that and then my first album when I got comments back, it was like, damn, dude, you sure talk about your mom a lot. And I was <laughs> like, Ooh, you right. I did say mom like 19 times in that song. And so um I think I think in order to, to do things like that and to show my appreciation to her, I want to get to a place where people respect what I do. And then they will respect a song like that rather than being like, damn, look at this mama's boy.
0: Gotcha. Huh? Yeah. That's it. That man, that's, um, Jesus. That's something I hadn't thought of either the whole, and I'm again, assuming like back in the day, man, you put an album out and then you're hoping like a critic or two, kind of gives you feedback. Maybe people in your circle will like tell you what it's about, but with social media now, man, you're trying to be <laughs> creative. You're trying to put shit out there. And like, it's, everyone has access to just let you know what they fucking think about you. And by yeah. the way, they haven't even listened to the whole album. They listened to like half of one song and they already just That's wanted right. to hit you with some negativity. How does that, yeah. I guess, what effect does that have on like your creative process when you're trying to put shit out?
1: I wish my girlfriend was here to speak on this. It's tough. (laughs) I have a lot of I have a lot of breakdowns, man. And like that's that's the I think the real part about being like any kind of artist is like you have to you have to limit how much you let people influence what you do. But if you want to be successful,
0: yeah, you need an audience, right? You need a market. Yeah, you
1: got to make things for people. Yeah. Um. I. (sighs) How do I let that affect me? I, I think that a lot of times I initially create something that I think is really, really good and, and has a lot of value. And then I will often look back at it and say, does this have the value that I thought it did when re-examined under a different scope? Right. Uh-huh. And and so a lot of times like I listen to songs that I've I've been working on for like five six seven months before like i get it to another person other than my girlfriend um because she unfortunately has been working on all this in every stage of it uh <laughs> but yeah and so like before before even ryan smart in uh in portland hears it um like i've worked on this stuff for like months and like there's a song right now i'm working on that like dude i have this intro that is out of control and i'm stoked on it and but like dude, I can't get past the first verse. Like I've got a first verse and nothing else. And I'm like freaking out because I want this to be one of my better songs. But like, dude, I have no idea what the hell I'm doing. And I <laughs> and I showed it to a couple people and they were like, oh, this is really good, but you should get rid of this. And that immediately shut down my creative process on the uh, song again because I was like, damn, I was starting to get work on it. And I was hoping like somebody would help me and they told me to remove something and that was my favorite part about it.
0: That's kind of interesting. <sighs> dude, yeah, I, I can't imagine. and. I'm probably this way too. Like somebody gives you, somebody's looking for your opinion. And instead of going like the, Hey, this shit was tight. It's it, most opinions tend to go with the, you know, what I would do is, <laughs> and that's a, that is dude, that's a buzzkill, man. And I think, I think
1: it's hard too, because like when you ask somebody for their opinion, you want them to be honest, but you also want right. them to say, man, this is fire.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 For sure. Just to keep it going. Cause there's so much self doubt in, in any creative process.
1: Yeah. 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 And I think like, you know, I work with this guy, Jesse, who who does all of my artwork for me. Um, and recently he asked me like what I thought of something and I was like, I want to give you critique, but I also want to let you like, give me what you think is the final product before I give you critique because I don't want to stifle your
0: process. See, there's a great point right there. You're, you're going against your own advice, man. You're letting right. people hear your shit, like whatever, a minute and a half in or something like that. And like, gotta have the whole product before it, huh? That's a, good, yeah, that's a great, it's, great piece of advice.
1: Yeah. yeah, it's tough. We used to do this thing in theater when, when, when we wanted to give people advice, we'd say like, "Hey," and I wish everyone did this because it was it was amazing. We'd say like, "Hey, I have a comment about this. Would you like to hear it?" And then it, it was whether it was positive or negative, negative. and so like you got to decide like, okay. Am I comfortable enough with my vocals that if someone gave me a negative comment, like, would I, would I not want to hear it? Yeah, I don't want to hear negative comments. So like, okay, no, thank you. I don't want to hear that. Gotcha. And so like, it was a way to tell people like, hey, you, you might want to reconsider this, but like, I'm not going to delve into it if you
0: don't want to hear it. Wouldn't that be a great filter for the comments? Like, dude, fucking Instagram, Facebook, since you're listening anyway, Zuckerberg, get up on that shit. Okay, man. <laughs> like if you could just com- like filter comment, like, um, I don't want to hear anything negative about vocals today, only positive things about the baseline and nothing about the hook go. And then like, it just filters. Yeah. And now you get to get feedback on like specific parts without having to scroll through off topic shit.
1: And I think sometimes artists want that, like they, and, and it's hard to it's hard to tell people, like, hey, I, I would like you to comment on my vocals, but I don't want to hear anything about the instrumentals, right? And people are like, and then they hear the instrumental and they're like, oh, this is garbage, and they're like, oh, can I just tell you one quick thing? And you're like, no, dude, I, I was very clear about it. So, yeah, um, so <laughs> bitch, what does, don't
0: you get about no?
1: <laughs> so, so how how does outside influence affect my creative process? It's awful, dude. But it's also the only thing that keeps me going because if I didn't have anyone telling me how I was doing or what I was doing like I wouldn't I wouldn't want to keep doing it and I'm not saying that I don't do music for myself but like I think a lot of people I think um, everyone has common experience with everyone else and so when people relate to my music and they're like wow this is this is something really I can I can can relate to I can understand or like "Ooh, this song makes me feel happy or something like that like even the small stuff like that it, it gives me Reassurance that I'm not the only one going through the things I'm going
0: through. Right. Man. Yeah, yeah that's uh that's tough. Because I, I think a lot of people when they're like, Yeah, man, I make music for me, it's like, okay, well then why the fuck do you publish it? <laughs> if it's right? for you, then it would just be on the Right. So obviously, like it's okay to say, like, dude, I want to make music that hopefully people, people should enjoy, that people can nod their head, that people can fucking have a good time to, that people can just like get high and chill with, right? Like you're making it – it's almost like cooking. You don't cook typically great meals just for yourself. If you fucking live by yourself, right. you're probably eating a ton of takeout, right? But right, when you have people right. to enjoy meals with, that's why when families get together, you eat so many meals together because you want to enjoy this common thing. You all want to experience in it the same way. And I think he's, there's nothing wrong with being like, dude, I just want to make shit that people enjoy. That's – I think it should be. I think that's part of the creative process, right? Or part of the reason why people want to be creative is to have it be enjoyed.
1: And I think a lot of people don't want to admit that. And a lot of people, you know, they ask me like, "Oh, what are your what are your ultimate goals?" And I'm like, "Dude, I'd love to do this as a career." And they're like, "Oh, you're trying to make money off this?" And I'm like, "Listen, I'm
0: not
1: trying to make this. I'm not trying to make this like. I'm not trying to make millions. But it would be really cool if I could share my message with people and like I got paid to do it because I was helping people through things that I was also going through. Yeah, that would." That'd be that'd be a cool experience for me. And they're like, "Oh, so you're in this for the money?" And I'm like, "Did you hear
0: what I said? No, no, not at all." Because they were thinking about what they wanted to say. And um, to I those signed. people, to those people out there, fuck you. Because yeah, you <laughs> should be able to do stuff you love and make money. Yeah. So, dude, I was um, I'm actually a teacher, and I'm a middle school language arts teacher, the one you insulted about 20 minutes ago. By the way, Oh, no, I didn't mean to. Just you
1: know, you know, that's just not
0: kidding. how I feel, just kidding, bro. But uh, it was funny how you were um, like, apolog- I didn't take it as insulting at all. And then when you apologized, I'm like, maybe I'm just emotionally insensitive and I don't know when I'm being <laughs> insulted. <laughs> but anyway. I'm
1: overly apologetic for everything I say.
0: Right. So dude, I'm getting, um, I'm getting my uh, doctorate degree. This is back in the day. Right. So I already have it. So every time we had a new class, we had to stand up and it's a doctorate in educational leadership. And they would be like, why are you getting this doctorate? And you know, there's 20 of us in the cohort and they're like. I want to change lives. I want to impact policy. Um, I want to be a better leader for my family and for my students. Um, I hope to get into legislation in order to get children really what they want. And then they'd be like, Sean, why are you getting this? I'm like, straight fucking cash money, homie. (laughs) I was like, (laughs) "Dollar, dollar." every fucking time, dude, they're like, what? I'm like, if I get this doctorate, I make like 10 grand more a year. So I can do the same job and get paid more. Why the fuck would I not do that? Right. And, and they, they were like, but, but what about this? it's like, no, well, I'm already into the kids. I'm like, not saying like, fuck kids. And I just want money from teaching. Cause no one says that, but I'm right? saying I'm doing this part of it. <laughs> yeah, dude. I'm like, dude, fucking right. My number one priority is I'm trying to get paid, bitch. And like, like and you could I, I could
1: have got paid a degree ago. I'm here to get paid
0: more. No doubt. And dude, the fucking people in the cohort as soon, cause every class had to start that way. It was like the fucking professors had this, um, um, almost like a call sheet that they just had to go through about like, Hey, stand up today and share. And as soon as it got to me, they were like, Oh fuck, here we go. Here, here's going to be the straight money talk. And then the professor has to act like upset. Like it's not valiant of you to be an education, to try to make money. It's like, fuck you, man. It's a job. Get paid. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. That yeah, was a man. rant on my part, but I don't think there's anything wrong with people trying to maximize making money especially if it's on their creative stuff more so than like a factory worker who's getting paid for like monotonous labor like what's wrong with right? those people being like i'm i do factory work so that i can get paid all right well shit I, I create things so i can get paid what's the difference
1: yeah and i think i think there's you know i this this whole quarantine is bringing to light like a lot of what's necessary and what's not what's essential oh and what's,
0: jesus quote-unquote
1: sacrificial. Um, but like, I think, yeah, man, like I work in a pawn shop and I think, you know, a lot, I've seen a lot of posts like, Oh, you know, thank the doctors and, you know, thank, thank the grocery store workers. And, and we absolutely should. They're doing amazing things and they're, they're working in the face of all don't, this. And like, don't
0: say some shit you're going to have to apologize for, man. No, I'm just No, kidding, no, go ahead. no, no, no.
1: But, <laughs> but there are so many people working right now. And I yeah. and like, there are places, there are places that should be closed that aren't like I, I am in Seattle and I've seen like, you know, clothing stores and and little massage parts and stuff still up. And it's like, dude, what are you guys doing? And in, I think, I think, you know, but everyone has to live, man. Everyone's got to make money. Everyone's got to, got to survive. And like you were saying, like, if you're not, if you're not working to make money, like, you know, you, you've got to, you're going to be a pretty extraordinary person. If money is, is not an incentive to you to do what you're doing. Like you got to really love oh. what you're doing. Fucking
0: hundred percent, dude. There are no broke philanthropists, you know, like right. maybe Buddhists right. actually, you know, I'll take that back. Maybe Buddhists, but like even priests <laughs> are living pretty well off of like Catholic tides and dollars to give back. Yeah, I mean, you know, like it, it's, you see these mega churches dude 100 per jesus i don't even want to go down that road i fucking the mega church is like the biggest hypocrisy that i think yeah. i've experienced in my life like do you there's no way this is the fact that you have a fucking jet and a beamer does not help god's people i'm sorry right. there's no fucking possible way to justify that through any um what do they call that sermon shit? or <laughs> no it, well, it's, it, it's like it's a philosophy right the, um like the the profit or the God made you to be profitable. So I'm showing you how profitable you can be. <laughs> Fuck. What is that doctrine? Dude, I'm starting to get a contact from you smoking all the way in Seattle, man. It's fucking up my memory. All right.
1: You're good. You're good. Sorry. <laughs> I just got to talk, text my videographer. Uh, give me two, two, two seconds. <laughs> well,
0: so while you're texting and while I'm filming, I'm, good, time, I'm back. Well, I was actually wanting to go back to the creative process. Cause I've wondered about this. If you're writing songs, is there like a theme that you're like, oh, this song is going to be all about my ex-girlfriend or, oh, this song is going to be all about having a fun Friday night? Or is it more like the beat first and then you kind of make this beat and then you're like, all right, what words, what does this beat feel like?
1: I've always wanted to be asked this question. Here's, here's the day. This is not from an episode of Drake and Josh. They asked Drake this question. And I kind of like <laughs> Drake and Josh.
0: That um, where, maybe that's where I got it from. So what is it? No, I don't, I don't actually, oh. I, I hope not. Maybe subconsciously.
1: <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, it's 50, 50. I think sometimes, sometimes I make the songs first. Sometimes, sometimes the lyrics come first. Like, so one of my songs, uh, I, I think that everyone thinks is like the catchy song. You usually start off, uh, every show with it. It's called starting off. Right. Um, and I was I was in the shower one day and I was like kind of humming just some stuff out because it was just kind of what I do. And I started like singing these things. And I was like, oh, starting off right. On, da, 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 da. And I like slammed the water off, like threw a towel on and ran into the studio. And I like <laughs> recorded that instantly. And I like knew what I was doing. And two days later, I had a song that was finished. It was crazy. God. I'd like never worked that fast before. right? Um, but there are some songs where like, I I don't have anything planned out. I'm like, okay, I need to make a new song, and so I put a preset on my program, and I start like playing around on my piano, and I'm like, ah, that doesn't sound good, and I like pick up a drum set, and I start playing around, and then eventually I find something I like, and I start running with it. Um, And so, you know, every song starts a little bit differently. Um, I'd say vocals usually come last. I usually make the song first, and and then vocals come, but some of them are like some of my catchier songs were vocal first, like rituals and habits starting off, right. Um, uh, satisfied. All of those were like songs that I, I was just like sitting around and I was, like, Oh, I need to record this real quick. Um, but yeah. And recently I've been playing some, gu- some more guitar. Cause I, I didn't, ha- I don't have feeling in my, in part of my left hand. Oh, wow. And so I stopped playing for a couple of years, um, when that happened. And then uh i recently like started picking it up and playing again and stopped giving myself the excuse of like i i can't feel it
0: um and it's (laughs) it's actually
1: been it's been pretty successful i've been doing pretty well um and so i i recently did like would you be you that was like i started out on guitar um and i have a couple other songs on this new album that are a little bit of guitar but yeah that was was way more information than you asked for but it's it's a it's some of everything i i don't really have a set formula to how i write my music
0: yeah. I've always wondered about that as a, cause I'm, I'm not musical at all, but like it's the chicken and the egg thing, right? Like when I'm singing Ooh. is the beat being developed by me saying these words in a particular rhythm or like hundred percent, you know, and then you're like, okay, cool. Well, here's like the, whatever the cadence of it now, let me start manipulating it and playing with it and stuff like that.
1: And I think one of the tough things for me is like when I, when, because of musical theater, when I hear something in my head, I hear the whole song at once. Like when I hear, when I heard starting off right, I didn't just hear the melody. Like as soon as I started singing it, I heard everything. And I was like, oh, damn it. And when things like that happen, it gets tough for me. because.
0: Can can I interrupt you on that? um, What do you mean you hear everything?
1: I I, I don't know how to describe this because I've never been able to describe this. But like when when I, once I hear, once I hear lyrics for something in my head, the rest of the song fills in like an orchestration I'm writing. Like instantly I can, I can literally hear the song in my head.
0: So you're talking about all the, like, um, whatever, if there's the drums, the piano,
1: the guitar, everything, it all just fills in as soon as I get the lyrics in in my head.
0: Gotcha. Wow.
1: And so, yeah. And so that's, that becomes tough because then it's like, kind of like a time bomb. I really? like, I've got so many minutes to get this on paper or get it recorded or get it whatever. And then it's going to be gone because I smoke too much weed, but I can't come up with music unless that's no, not true. But, but um, Cause if I admitted that so, I would yeah. be an
0: addict and I swear that I'm not an addict. <laughs>
1: Hey, man, I, I have mild epilepsy, and I, 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 I do smoke a lot, but I think that I'm a I'm a very functional person, and I, I run a pawn shop, and I, I run a music studio, and I, I think I'm doing all, I'm doing all right for myself right man, now. I, I, man, I might have some things I need to slow down on, but I'm not, at the moment, I'm okay.
0: No, nah, and I, I wasn't saying that shit judgmental because if you went to any pharmaceutical rep and asked them how many fucking people <laughs> pop pills daily just to get through compared to fucking I oversmoke weed – I I'd, I'd rather be an overweed smoker than fucking on 32 prescriptions. So. Yeah.
1: And that's yeah. I and people <laughs> I probably do smoke way too much to be real. I have some <laughs> friends that come over and I'm like, "You want to smoke?" and they're like, "No, dude, we just got done?" And I'm like, "I know. We're not we're not still going."
0: Don't don't you realize we get done to then go again?
1: <laughs> yeah. Mom, I'm so sorry. Don't listen to this.
0: <laughs> um, huh? So you'll lose. So then you're hearing and your mind's just fucking like Bing 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 bing, and it's just so hard to be like, okay, well, what was the drum? And again, I don't know anything. Yeah, words. What was the yeah. drum tempo? Let me hit at the drum kit. And, yeah, and then you got it yep. like almost back like back play it or like pull pieces while maintaining and as soon hold. as
1: i start back playing it i lose it and so what yeah. i do usually is i'll like pull out my phone recorder and i still i'll start recording multiple things and i'll be like this is the piano and then i like stop and i'm like this is the drums dude do like and 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 then i come back later and i'm like oh oh yeah oh i can hear it. oh yeah i can hear this oh yeah
0: gotcha yeah, dude. So when you're saying that, and I literally opened um Alexa today. So there's an Alexa. She might be Bezos along with Zuckerberg is probably listening to all this shit too. But like, how do you not have like an Alexa in like all of your fucking rooms? You're like, Alexa, get this shit down. And then you're just exactly what you just said. That's how I was like thinking it would work. Like, oh man, you see this whole picture. Hey, this is the horns. And you roll with it.
1: Well, mostly I don't do that because I don't use a lot of horns. You should listen to my music. It's better than that. <laughs> um, no, uh, I don't do that because I don't trust that kind of shit. I barely I, – dude, I barely like having my phone around me.
0: Really? Like, I –
1: yeah. I, and it's not like – listen, dude. They're, they're – <laughs>
0: Dude, you're if paranoid. They're watching it, it. So tell no, me that he's no, 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 no. making you paranoid. That's awesome.
1: I, I, I mean, maybe, but, but listen, if they're watching me, like they're not getting a good show, I'm slightly overweight right now. And I like, haven't shaved my face in a while. It's so, like, good for you, I guess. But I'm, I'm not like paranoid, but like, I think, I think, uh, yeah, I'm a little paranoid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little paranoid. I'm always worried that, like, one day my music's about to blow up, and then, like, I'm gonna have accidentally like uploaded something somewhere, and Kelly Clarkson's gonna release it. They're gonna be like, "Oh, well, you didn't release the song first, so it's not yours." I'm gonna be like, "I got proof," and they're gonna be like, "We've got guns."
0: Dude, talk about another great conspiracy. That's, that's awesome, I, that's awesome I, to go down that, that could so fucking happen, man, to be honest with you, right? It could, it all could, this shit's and that's why, and that's, man.
1: that's where the too much weed comes in. That's me. That's sorry.
0: No, dude, hundred percent. Like what if fucking Eminem with all of his money actually like pays Zuckerberg to just use the mics on right? fucking Right, because who's going to believe
1: it? that Eminem took Leshock's
0: song? No, no doubt, right? Nobody, nobody's going to fucking believe that. Hundred, hundred, hundred hundred, hundred, hundred percent. Jesus you know what? We need to go a step further. When was the last time you were absolutely sure there wasn't a recording device in your presence?
1: I got like six microphones plugged in in this room. I, like, just Do you know what I'm saying?
0: Like, dude, button. just fucking think anywhere, like go into, um, getting gas, right? Like the fucking speakers coming out of like, um, the, oh, the, yeah. the pumps or like cameras. When is the last time in your life? That you were not recorded either audio or video. Hold on,
1: hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I got a movie for you. I got to find out what the fucking name of this movie is.
0: There's a movie. If it has Justin Timberlake in it, I've already seen it. It's awesome.
1: No, there's a movie that's about to fuck your life up. Give me 20 seconds. Um,
0: Will Smith, Gene Hackman, Enemy of the State. No, you're not going to know. I don't appreciate you putting limits on me
1: no I just this is such a weird movie I remember my brother showing it to me and I was like what the hell am I watching
0: Uh... I got a great one Iron Sky while you're looking so Iron Sky this dude in um, Alaska recommended it to me it's about the Nazis mining helium 3 on the moon and no one in the fucking world knew and Sarah Palin is our president and the Nazis come down as like super aliens to like take back over the earth (laughs) (laughs) dude get high and watch iron sky i think that shit was on some like chinese website and it was for free the whole fucking thing it was it was awesome
1: i don't think i have enough weed to watch that movie
0: um dude you're gonna crack up they got the black astronaut on there falling in love with like the white aryan german girl and she falls for him and oh it's it's indescribable okay so here's this movie star troopers all right man i'm so sorry dude no this is
1: called. It's called Look. Look. It was made in two thousand seven. And it stars um Sebastian Feldman and Heather
0: Hogan. Sebastian and Heather. Gotcha. That's what's up So to actually yeah. I'm just gonna I'm gonna quickly, quickly brief so you can know what you're getting into. It's a
1: movie about these pe this guy who's like followed around um the whole movie is, is is filmed through security cameras oh, and I love so
0: it. love it already
1: yeah and so basically the premise is like it covers like a couple different people and how their life like you know ultimately come to interconnect um but basically like this teacher and how he comes to make a a, a um a, a series of bad decisions but like he didn't think anyone was watching okay and so oh, yeah, Jesus. Man, like it's like when you get a, to
0: heaven And they just start fucking playing the video. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. And then you go straight to hell. And and they're like, So you should
1: you should definitely watch it.
0: Dude, I like it. Look. Yeah. Man, that's awesome. Dude, like, so there's another thing that I miss about life. I remember back in the day, like you found out about good music because you went to a flea market and somebody grabbed like a mixtape, and they were like, dude, I just came across this artist for the first time. And now with all these fucking algorithms, like, when was the last time you really discovered? something that wasn't in your queue because you were like someone just gave you a dope recommendation you never heard of
1: uh quite frequently actually
0: jesus all right dude you don't have to fucking rub in how cool you are all the time (laughs) and just make my little delaware ass (laughs) feel shitty god i work i I
1: work in the music industry that's 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 what i have to do i um i i would say that uh it happens to me I, i would say i get i get way more artists than i like um i like maybe like two to 4% of the artists that I get thrown my way. Um But there I do, there are, I'll name some for you right now. Do you like hip hop?
0: Oh dude, for 100%. So again, like I'm at that age, Um I'm almost 40, right? So okay. Eminem is the dude that you're growing up with, but I was big Tupac, Biggie. Then I got out of hip hop. And when I got back into it, it's like, who the fuck am I into? So I call it Little Wayne all late i knew him when he was like whatever like 13 and he's like i got cake like every day is my birthday and he's on a 4 wheeler, yep. thinking that shit was cool and i'm like that's you're so much better than this wayne you're so much better than this um nipsey hustle when he passed away mac miller when he passed away so i'm yep. what i'm doing is i'm finding out about hip-hop when dudes die and they trend on twitter
1: okay i'm gonna help you before you do that okay you got a pen
0: yeah i do am stay with a bro i'm a teacher i stay with a pen all the cool <laughs> guys grieve. have good what
1: Greaves, Grieves, G R I E V E S. Grieves. Grieves. Okay. Um. Here's one who's not hip hop. Drake Bell. He was on that TV show Drake and Josh. Uh. He's he he did pretty good music. Um. It's like rock music more. Um. Do you? I'm sure you know Childish Gambino.
0: Oh, dude. So I don't like when he's singing, but his fucking one rap album. Like Bonfire and the one song uh-huh. where he's fucking with this girl um, about the phone. Dude, that shit, I jogged at that stuff. And like, it fucking, yeah. his beats and his creativity are like. He's pretty, yeah. Out he's, of this pretty, world, he's pretty tight. His new right album too.
1: was not my favorite, but, he, but everything else, he, he he had a couple songs on it that were okay, but it was, it was very, well, very. When, uh, like, it, was a, it was a little eclectic for me.
0: Dude, and it seemed kind of, and again, like I'm a fucking in Southern Delaware music critic along with being a rap scholar, but like it seemed like 60s, 70s funk. Like, I felt like sure. I had heard a lot of what was going on with it before where I just really liked his witty ass raps. Like it's just fucking Bernie. Then yeah. she made off. I'm like, oh, shit. You just used Bernie made off applied that he did get off. But you are actually saying, like, burned me like you got the fucking clap. Then she made off like she left you in the middle like the multiple level of wit in that. I was like, I'm, I'm in love with you, childish Gambino.
1: Yeah, I, I, he's he's definitely one of the one of the wittier rappers that are that are yeah. in the in the game right now. Yeah, um Hobo Johnson, he's one, he's a good rapper. Hobo? Hobo Johnson, yep. He Dude, uh all in bands on that. called Hobo Johnson and the Lovemakers. Um he does he does poetic rap, so you're gonna have to be ready for something a little bit different. Um but his his stuff's pretty good. And then there's, oh, um, he just had two really good songs come out. Oh, God damn it. Oh, Atmosphere. Atmosphere is a good one. he's a It's a band. Is Asher Roth, is that the other one? Yeah. Asher Roth, yeah.
0: All right. Man. Yeah,
1: I'll stop there, but I we'll talk more later. I'll give you more But yeah. Check, check out those guys. Those they have some pretty pretty tight music.
0: So, let me ask you this. Have you heard of um The Dirty Heads?
1: The Dirty Heads? I have not.
0: Oh, dude, when I, when I heard your shit, I was like, yo, he's it's very similar. So, they're based they're um like reggae hip-hop dudes from Southern California. Um that were uh, influenced by Sublime. Okay. So, my some of my favorite shit with Sublime was when would was when Bradley would rap. So they're like pretty much all rap and they'll hit you with a little acoustic stuff here and there. That's really tight. Um, but man, like I'll fucking dirty heads is like, is my shit, dude. Like if I'm out there golfing, I got my headphones on and I'm just fucking bumping dirty heads, um, puts you in a good place. So when I heard your shit, and I shouldn't I, I shouldn't know. say shit. Do you get offended if I say when I heard your shit? Is that a negative connotation? I don't
1: know. You, you could say when I heard the worst music I had ever heard, ha, I mean your stuff. And I'd be like, you're right. It's not that great. Uh, you're fine.
0: Gotcha. You. But like your your flow and the the even the sound of your voice reminded me of um a couple of the guys from Dirty Heads. I think they just have two rappers. Um, but it's like a band. Um yeah, you might actually like that. I wrote it down.
1: I'll I'll have to to check it out. Dirty heads, yeah, yeah. And like I said, attitude is very, uh, very different than most of my other music. Uh, Check out, check out some of the stuff I put on 2020. Other than
0: attitude, okay. Yeah, I I try. It's funny. I do like a little skimming when I talk to people, but since the whole thing's like getting to know you, I try not to know too much. If that, like, if that's going to be my shtick, I kind of try to stay with it. But you want to have a couple things to fucking like ask about at the same time, right? That makes sense. That makes sense. Man, cool. So now now I'm gonna feel like I'm real hip and Seattle cool when I start bumping this in the Jeep down here. And then all like the 20 year old girls are gonna look at my 40 year old ass with my daughter in the back and be like, who's this guy trying to be?
1: (laughs) And then your daughter's gonna your daughter's gonna start bumping it at school. It's mostly family friendly. It's gonna it's gonna change your life, don't worry. Nice.
0: So dirty (laughs) dirty secret. Um, I'm a huge Taylor Swift fan. Am I wrong to be such a good so all in on Taylor Swift?
1: I'm not going to tell anyone you said that. Uh, you can cut this out of the podcast, I promise. Dude, I admit um,
0: that. A fucking my first tattoo is going to be like Swifty on my wrist. Like I'm 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 all in on that chick.
1: Okay, so if you're going to do Swifty on your wrist, what you got to do is you got to put get Swifty, and then you got to put a little picture of Rick Sanchez behind it, so that when people ask, you can first say it's about Taylor Swift, and then if they're like that's weird, you can be like ha ha ha, no, it's a Rick and Morty joke.
0: Rick and Morty, that that went so over my head, dude. <laughs> What? Have you not watched Rick and Morty? No, dude.
1: <laughs> you got a lot of homework to do. You We're, we're we going to be better Jesus. friends. Rick and Morty is another thing you got to take care of.
0: All right. Rick and Morty. So I got Josh and Drake, Rick and Morty, a fucking playlist that'll keep me jogging. You don't have
1: to watch Drake and Josh. I'm going to be clear about that. Please don't watch Drake no. and Josh. That's a kid show.
0: Gotcha. But Rick and
1: Morty is a, is a very adult show that looks like it's for kids and will scar your daughter. Don't let her watch it. Gotcha. Gotcha.
0: Yeah, man. So I got You're in Town. I got Look. I got Rick and Morty for my view, viewing pleasure. And then I got a bunch of hip hop to go golfing and jogging to. Jesus. I feel I like can't I should imagine
1: hip hop and golfing going well together, but I'm excited to hear
0: how that goes. Oh dude. I fucking love it. I fucking, you know, go
1: you like nine holes, 18 holes.
0: Uh, it depends. To be honest with you. Um, I kind of, so I'm the dude, this is what a dick I am. I go out there in bare feet and flip flops with clubs that I got at a yard sale. And I look at the people, a lot of times I like take my shirt off because I use it as a tanning opportunity, got my headphones in and I'm fucking like Childish Gambino. I'll golf to Childish Gambino all day, dude. And I'm fucking like out Mac Miller. I just actually went on Saturday, played nine holes with Mac Miller in my ear. And I love nothing more than these people who are out there and fucking like $150 golf shoes have a $400 driver, you know, like all-, all this extra shit. And they are just as bad at golf as I am with. My fucking pretentious. Yeah, I'm in, I'm in corduroy shorts that are passed, that are down to my shins just to be a dick. What up? <laughs> like that's, that, that's the level of person I am.
1: <laughs> oh my God. That's some shit, man.
0: Yeah. So yeah, hip hop. I, I went
1: driving. I went driving once. It was no, or like, like at a golfing range. It was not my thing.
0: Have you done top golf?
1: <sighs> Isn't that a game?
0: Dude, see, all right. Now I feel like I'm. Now I feel like I'm adding to the relationship instead of just taking. All right, good. <laughs> yeah, dude. Top golf. It's like a driving range, and like they bring you food, they bring you drinks, and you sit there and you just try to hit balls in different, like basically holes that are different distances around, and you can play different games like for points. Interesting.
1: I've yeah. I'll have, do we have top golf here? My girlfriend says yes.
0: Yeah, it's it's more of like a big, like the closest one to me is like two and a half hours away. Philadelphia would be the closest top golf to me, or DC. Oh, oh, okay.
1: yeah, man. Like Sorry, a, I'm not great with geography. You're near Philly.
0: Uh, yeah, two hours south.
1: Okay, my family, my family, uh, lives near Pittsburgh. Okay, not well, super close, but but regionally the same area.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure maybe five six hours pittsburgh was a cool-ass town man i remember going through there it's a fucking like tech hub when was the last time you were in pittsburgh last time i
1: was in pittsburgh oh damn uh last time i was in pittsburgh would have been like my freshman year of college for thanksgiving right yeah i think my freshman year of college like when i was like 18
0: okay is the yeah. music scene anything over there? Do you hear? Do they have something? I have no on?
1: idea. I don't my family over there doesn't really uh do do that. I have a cousin out there who has like a uh MMA gym, but but okay. that's that's kinda yeah, that's kinda all they do.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, I remember they have, just, they have
1: horses, they have horses out there.
0: <laughs> Everyone in Pittsburgh or just your cousin?
1: <laughs> uh a lot of people in Pittsburgh. It's my my aunt and my uncle have horses.
0: Okay. Yeah. 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 Well, here, man, I'm trying to do this last segment. I don't know if it's going to work or not, but I made like a stupid little audio for it. So I was going to try it with you. Are you ready? What's that? Sure. What's that? All right. So towards the end of the podcast, what I would like from you is your best first for last. We've saved the best first for last. Sponsored by Abstinence. Waiting makes it worthwhile. What? So whatever first, whatever was your best first, like the first time you, your first kiss or the first car you bought or the first fucking time you were on stage or the first time you touched a puppy, like whatever, what was your best first? And we'll do that for last.
1: What was my best first? Oh my
0: God. Yeah. I feel like it's catchy. I gotta be honest. It, I, I feel like it might be my best work yet.
1: I'm going to need a second on this. Okay, hold on. Best first. So, my be- what was the first time I was on stage? First time I was on stage would have been in, like, first grade. I don't remember that. So, that wasn't the best anything. Um, <laughs> my first hip-hop show out here. No, that kind of sucks straight ass. Um, let's see. My first- Oh, okay. I got this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Mom. Don't listen to this podcast. So, so my best first. Um I was walking home from school when I was like 14 and uh I just gotten done with like football practice and we got done early because in Arizona it sometimes it gets so hot kids like start having heat stroke and you have to like send everyone else home. And so we got sent home early. My mom wasn't home, my brothers weren't home. And as I was walking home, there was this kid on the side of the street and he he was like four years, three years older than me. And he was like, Hey kid, you want to smoke some weed? And I was like, Who, me? <laughs> and he was like, "Yeah, kid, you." And I was like, "Well, I've I've never smoked weed." And he was like, "Hey, come here." And I was like, "Well, okay." And so I follow this dude, who's this stranger I didn't know. I was about to in say, the "Tell the me he was in a
0: fucking van." Okay, it was a backyard, so that's safe.
1: No, it wasn't a van. Yeah, <laughs> no. Um, kids, don't do this. This is this is not. I'm this is an explicit content. This
0: is everything that after school specials hope for, so that they <laughs> still have an audience. To do. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no so I go into this kid's backyard and. He has a gravity bong, he has a bong, he has a blunt, and he shit. has some joints. And so the first thing I hit is a gravity bong. I was bong, about to say, I tell like, me
0: you went gravity bong all first all in. Jesus. That,
1: I didn't get the choice. He was like, here, smoke this. And I didn't know what to do. And I was like, okay, I thought it was normal. And <laughs> so I hit the gravity bong. Like, dude, I we like smoked like four or five bowls and like a joint. Dude, I ptf on this kid's couch. Um, I'm pretty sure I threw up in his backyard because we were out back smoking. I'm pretty sure I threw up on his brick fence outside. Um, like, cause I couldn't catch my breath, dude. Like you like, if you've ever smoked weed for the first time, um, it's not the most fun. If you've ever dabbed for the first time, it was like that, but I had never smoked weed before. Um, so yeah, man, it was, uh, it was traumatic. And then, uh, apparently I fell asleep. I woke up about only 30 minutes had passed and I thought it was an eternity. He (laughs) kicked me in the leg. He goes, Hey kid, you should probably go home. And I was like, (laughs) Oh, Oh, yeah. So I went home, <laughs> I have draped home. myself over my couch, ate a million pounds of food, PTFO'd, and then he became my drug dealer for a year before he went to the military. Fucking fantastic. Did he... That was my first time smoking weed.
0: So he, it was a total like marketing strategy on his part. He was like, let me go get another customer.
1: He it was it was a marketing strategy, but at the same point, I don't think it was a marketing strategy. I think there were so few kids in my neighborhood that weren't gang bangers that uh, he it was nice to see a little white kid who he could just hang out with and know that wasn't going to try to rob him um, and would probably pay him a little bit much money for weed. Um, and he, he used to sell me like pre rolled joints for like five ten bucks a piece, and I remember that was the tits because I didn't have a bong. I was fourteen years old, right? Um, which again, God, I'm so sorry for anyone listening to this. This is tr- I'm probably gonna, like I'm never going to become a famous rapper now. This is this is the end of my career.
0: Um, <laughs> as far as your Christian rap career, yeah.
1: <laughs> dude, my first band was kind of like I, I sing a lot about God. It was I'm not going to say it was weird, but it was weird because I wasn't I'm not religious. Right. Um. So that was definitely a, a strange time in my life. But yeah, first for last, first time smoking weed um, was definitely not the last, but it was a great time. <laughs>
0: Do you remember your, um, what your go-to like munchie was Were you just fucking grabbing anything or were you more like the juicy, let me help with the cotton mouth. Or were you like all in on chips? Did, um, like chocolate cake just so you could fucking feel it in every crevice of your teeth. Like what, um, what was your go-to man snack?
1: I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I have to say that last sentence you just said out loud. So my girlfriend can hear it. He said, what was your go-to snack? Was it chocolate cakes? So you could feel it in every crevice of your teeth. <laughs> That was the most descriptive reason to ever eat chocolate cake I never needed. Um, No, I just ate anything, man. Because I remember like we didn't have like – we didn't come home and there was like, would you like some – would you like a Danimal? Would you like some crackers? We have leftover pizza or fried chicken from the other evening. Ooh, We might even have some milkshakes. No, it was like, ah, there's green beans from last night. Uh, we had Salisbury steak the other day. I'm pretty sure we have some TV dinner. I ate whatever was there? And gotcha. it was usually some some pizza pocket type thing that burned the roof of my mouth right. and scarred me for the rest of my life. But I was I
0: was uh more baked than the pizza was and it was worth it. <laughs> more baked than the pizza was and it was worth it. Jesus. I, ended- I actually I just one follow up. So do you have now that you're successful and on your own do you keep like the snack closet healthy unhealthy what do you do for your munchies now we don't really get munchies
1: i think when, when you <laughs> smoke as much weed as i do it doesn't really affect you the way it does other people okay um are you at what are you laughing so hard yeah. it's true. she's oh, shoot, my girlfriend's <laughs> like yeah it's totally true yeah it, and so like I, I don't know i can tell you uh, what my favorite food to eat is but i don't really like I don't snack. I kind of eat two meals a day. I eat lunch and dinner and that's it.
0: Okay. Um, Wake and bake and... for the first.
1: Yeah. I mean, I know <laughs> n- cause I usually work, but, um, but when I, when I'm off, yeah, before dinner, hundred <laughs> percent. So what but, is it? Yeah. I eat, my favorite meal would be, um, uh, it's just, it's just I don't, I, it's not Mexican dinner. I, I kid myself when I say that it's an American Mexican dinner. It's called a pollo fundido. Um, and it's like a burrito that's filled with chicken, um, and jalapeno cream cheese and then deep fried and they coat it in more jalapeno cream cheese and then cheese. And the reason I say it's really Americanized is because no one in Mexico uses that much cream cheese or cheese for any of their dishes so, um, the only part about it that's even remotely Hispanic is that it's wrapped in tortilla, um, but <laughs> they sell it at Mexican restaurants and it's delicious.
0: Dude, have you had the corn that's like covered in sour cream or mayo, the street corn? What? Yes, of yeah. course. Yeah, dude, that's smothered in I'm from in Arizona. Sour- yeah, that's smothered in sour cream. There you go. Well, that's your yes, cult?
1: but it's covered in mayonnaise and, uh, And it's, it's delicious, but that's also, I mean, it's not like a super traditional, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know that it's, I don't know that that's like. The, I don't know that that version of it is the most Hispanic. I think that's an Americanized version of it. I
0: could gotcha. be wrong. Tex-Mex, like, fucking Tex-Mex, just deculturized. Think, it's gentrification, yeah, gentrifying yeah. the cultural dish. Jesus, fucking yeah. Capitalism.
1: But you know, man, um, I I think that alote uh, um, is 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 a uh, delicious dish. Um, I'm googling it right now. Uh, <laughs> Uh, uh uh Authentic Mexican corn.
0: Yeah, I just remember from Nacho Libre, like that motherfucker El Scalito was all in on it.
1: Yeah, so it just has uh, mayo cheese, and chili powder, mayo, right? chili, and lime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no sour cream, unfortunately. But yeah, I mean it's delicious. A lot of it is delicious. It's just uh, I, I don't eat corn that much. It's just it's, it gets stuck in my teeth.
0: You don't want to use your tongue to dig into the crevices of your teeth. That's interesting. if you say crevices
1: <laughs> one more time, I swear to God,
0: you're gonna go. I'm gonna with, have, to, gonna go I'm with gonna have to make a
1: song called Crevices now. Crevices,
0: Shout out, that'd be awesome. I'll use it as my theme song. So, that's the other thing I'm waiting <laughs> on, dude. Like, my intro song, I just fucking like quick timed off of YouTube, and I can't wait till like the king and I finds me and sues me and gives me like a cease and desist letter. So yeah, if, if it ever moves you, man, um, crevices for the getting to know you pod could be the theme song. Um, uh, I'd love it.
1: Are you looking, are you looking for like a little 20 second intro
0: about getting to know you? I'll snap it. Let's talk, snap down. Dude. I, I'd fucking like, like I said, man, um, the, the intro I currently have is, um, straight taken Against off the of the King and I, I'm almost positive it's illegal to do it <laughs> if I'm going to try to make money. I'm almost positive. Right, well, I'll see. I'll see if I can help you out, dude. That'd be awesome. <laughs> all right man well dude thank you so much for your time lay i really appreciate hey. it man i um i i'm actually super excited to um stop talking to you so now i can just listen to music and watch movies i might do both at the same time actually
1: Dude, that's the, that's the grand plan in life. I appreciate you having me on today. It was, it was hella fun getting to chat with somebody uh, who is isn't my cat, dog, my other cat, or my girlfriend who are all lovely. Um, yeah, right. uh, but this was, this was a nice hour and a half to chat with someone, man. Thank you for having me. Yeah,
0: no problem, man. It was so nice getting to know you, man. And, uh, good luck with the yeah. career, dude. It'd be cool if you, um, it'd be cool when you become successful to be like back when he was somewhat successful. I knew
1: him. Well, I mean, I told that weed story, so it's not going to happen, but it would be, it's a cool pipe <laughs> dream now, yeah. Um, no, man, but yeah, I'll, we'll keep in touch. Yeah, absolutely, man. Thanks. All right. Can for sure. I'll catch you later. Yeah. Like,
0: know- Thanks so much to Layshock for dealing with my pronunciation issues and steady fucking up his mother's main name. Dude, I'm sorry about that, man. Thanks to Bidets for keeping our stank asses clean. Just ask yourself, are you really, really looking forward to wiping? If you said yes, Bidets are calling bullshit. That's a shout out to Smith for the toilet paper sponsor recommendation on our Facebook page. Appreciate you, lady. Friend, follow, subscribe, and listen to the Getting to Know You pod wherever you please. We try to be everywhere, and we're looking to get to know you wherever you are. We would really appreciate your support with friends, follows, likes, subscriptions, listens, downloads, all that shit. Help us out. Peace!